0: All right, we are here with Greg Anderson, uh pastor of a couple churches, a few churches. Three churches, yes. Three churches. He's retired now, and uh, I'm here doing a little bit of a project, an interview on dealing with church politics, and this guy says he knows a few things about church politics uh, over his time as a pastor, and uh, so a little bit of a hello to my Acts Seminary class for this project, and uh, we're going to get right into it. So. Greg Anderson, that's who you are. Yes, yes. And yeah, how long have you been a pastor? What areas of the world have you served right. around the country? Good.
1: Good, okay. I started pastoring work in 1987, and uh, before 87, I was born and raised uh, in a Baptist church. Okay. And so I've been around Baptist churches and around church politics all my life. Uh, of course, I served here in Whitehorse in a, in a kind of a, I don't know if we call it a sister church, but a a companion church mm-hmm. uh, to, to your own congregation and served there for a period of well, 20 years in two different blocks of time. Mm. And, you know, that was a congregation of, you know, maybe 170 people on average in worship. Uh, so, you know, it's small to, to mid-sized type, type congregation. Uh, then I spent uh, two and a half years at a Trinity Baptist Church in, in Vancouver. Uh, that was more of a mid-sized church with about 250 people in worship. And three pastors and a couple of ministry staff, and then I had a quite an interesting stint at First Baptist Church in Vancouver uh, for five years, uh, where I was the executive minister of the church. Uh, there were eight, eight pastors, and eight pastors, eight pastors wow. and 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 four of those five years, uh, there was no uh, senior teaching pastor, and so myself and the other pastors and guest pastors took care of the pulpit uh we had another 12 people on staff ministry staff you know 1500 people in worship so uh yeah in in all of those churches in different dynamics of course from the smaller church mid-sized larger church they all enjoy church politics
0: <laughs> that's great wow <laughs> so um i just i'll kind of get into some questions here uh yeah. from your experience um what would you classify uh as a church political issue or maybe it Two or three examples that you could just come up off the top of your head. They don't have to be real situations. Right. Right. These could be totally right. fictitious that would right. never, ever really
1: happen in a church. Uh, any examples of what might be yeah. a political issue? Well, well, first, of course, you know, against a backdrop of good politic, because whenever people get together, they've got to find a way to organize. They've got to find a way to decide on where they're headed to. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got to decide on, on what the rules of the game are. Uh, you know, how they're going to have leadership in the church, how they're going to make decisions. And that's all politics, and that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would really classify, you know, when we use church politics in a little bit more of a, a negative way, perhaps even a derogatory way. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that goes on when, uh, when, when people, you know, in an inappropriate way are networking uh, okay. with, with other members in the congregation. Uh, to achieve a, a desired goal, uh, which is really outside of the agreed-upon ways we're going to get business done. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's basically, you know, what I would see as, as a church political thing. Um, I, you know, in my own experience, the most difficult uh, political issue uh, that happened in a church is when other uh, pastoral staff or ministry staff either have to be disciplined You know, in an employment sense, or even they actually have to be let go; they got to be fired. Okay. And so, as you can imagine, uh, you're a pastor in a church; you're an associate pastor. And for whatever reason, something happens, and it's time for you to be, you know, asked to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, you already have a a large connection with people in that congregation, where in all likelihood you are deeply loved and cared for and respected. Right. You've been at the bedside when people's Loved ones have been dying, uh, and then all of a sudden, the news goes out that, you know, Pastor Joe is, is being shown the door. Right. And, he, you, you know. And he might be their favorite pastor. <laughs> well, well, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but because of obvious confidential, you know, personnel concerns, uh, you know, you as the, as the lead pastor, you can't disclose hardly any information. And a lot of people out there get very upset and angry uh, and they begin to engage in networking with their friends, uh, with people that they see can maybe affect change. I mean, politics yeah. is about power. Yeah. And so they're looking for some powerful way to change the circumstances. And, uh, I mean, just in terms of actual, uh, you know, dynamite within a church and in terms of of deep suffering on the part of a pastor, uh, you know, I hope you never have to be engaged in a situation where you have to take action to, to fire other mm-hmm. pastor because it is deeply
0: painful. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think, you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but what do you think the root cause, uh, I guess we might say, other than sin itself, right? <laughs> uh, the you know, the root causes in, in all our poor decisions is, is sin. But specifically in church political issues or like you said, the, the networking or kind of uh, power broking and stuff like right, that. Right, what do you think causes someone to justify themselves into that that type of scenario? Right. Kind of non submission to leadership, trying to work their right, own an angle. Right. What what do you think what causes that?
1: Well this is interesting, you know, from my perspective, if we actually define that situation within the context of the evangelical church. Uh, you know, one of the uh, aspects that we treasure and highly value uh, as evangelicals is for the, the individual, uh, before the Word of God, uh, to hear the Spirit's direction and to make a decision which way to go. Uh, and uh, that, I mean that, that, that's a foundation to our identity as evangelicals, one of the foundations. Uh, but on the uh, on the downside of that, uh, it can very easily lead to i'm right and you're wrong mm-hmm. uh, and of course, we know within the larger environment within evangelicalism I mean we have a multitude yeah. of various church expressions yeah. uh, that are based on the fact that people can't get along mm-hmm. and and they can't get along because they are interpreting scripture differently yeah uh, and and that On one hand, is one of the foundations we rest on, uh, that we're sola scriptura people. Uh, We stand on the interpretation of the scriptures. We don't look to a a priest to to interpret it for us or tradition to interpret it for us. Uh, But then it leads to this situation where individuals are empowered to make up their own mind, their own decision uh, as to a particular circumstance that's going on in the life of the church Mm. as to what's actually happening. Uh, irregardless of what the, you know, the legitimate structures in the church may be saying. That they right. individually, uh, I mean, not only do they have a right, they almost have a responsibility to make up their own mind as to what's happening. And right. that can lead to, you know, if 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 you have a situation that's fraught with, uh, you know, emotional concerns, uh, it can very quickly lead to a lot of disruption.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, it makes sense. The uh, The idea... That they feel that they're right in what they're doing,
1: of course, of course they're they good feel people,
0: wholly that they're oh. right in pushing back against leadership or trying to find out details that maybe yeah. they're not there you know they're not theirs to know because right. there is confidentiality, yeah, it would be difficult um in your years of experience in dealing with a variety of <clears throat> excuse me uh political issues, in your experience dealing with these these issues, what skills or methods have you kind of learned to? To deal with or mitigate uh, political issues and right. and yeah. that negative networking,
1: I think to begin with, you know, uh, with the with the overall pastoral care for the church and your teaching ministry and your pastoral care for people, uh, how do we how do we balance uh, what can become a radical individualism, uh, and how do we help people understand? Uh, that the church is the body of Christ, uh, is a corporate entity, and, and it's meant, you know, Jesus means us to operate corporately yeah. uh, in a healthy political way. Uh, so, you know, if we, uh, if we think on one hand of, of this uh, value of I'm going to the fine print of Scripture myself, uh, and I'm going to decide myself whether I can go this way or that way, Uh, You know, if we look at the very early church, uh, you think of Acts chapter 2, and we get four distinctives at the end of chapter 2, after Peter's sermon, after the 3,000 get baptized, as to the nature of their life together. Uh, We get the apostles' teaching, uh, we get the uh, fellowship, uh, we get the breaking of bread, and we get the prayers. Uh, Now, in their situation, of course, you know, when they have the apostles teaching, they have Old Testament scripture. But for the most part, what they have is a group of living individuals who've been with Jesus, who know Jesus, and they are imparting to everybody else, this is what it looks like to be a Jesus follower. First-hand accounts. (laughs) Right, right. And so there is a dynamic set up where, you know, on one hand, yes, people are called to individually make decisions, to get baptized, uh, but then they are taught within an environment uh, by a group of people who... uh, you know, who have that lived experience of being with Christ, and and they have the wisdom of that experience to share. Uh, You have the fellowship, that word, you know, is koinonia, a very well-known word for us pastors. Mm -hmm. Uh, A deep word uh, about what really is, uh, you know, a deep koinonia within the life of the church. How much do we really be community together? Uh, In the text itself, uh, it's a possible interpretation that that communion is connected with, uh, the breaking of bread, which is the next phrase, yeah. uh, and so uh, certainly uh, some branches of the Christian Church, uh, you know, would see that one of the central aspects of our life together uh, is the Lord's table, mm-hmm. uh, which brings us together around uh, the the sacrifice of Christ, the the, the um, crucifixion of Christ. Uh, it, it roots our identity in his saving act there
2: yeah
1: uh but it calls us to know that around a table where we share a meal right uh and that creates a whole different dynamic yeah. than you and i differing over the fine print of the scripture yeah rather here are community we together to, we got to eat together and feed each other and care for each other around the table leave the politics at the door yeah, yeah.
0: we're coming to join the table what's really important right yeah and then sense. we've got
1: the prayers yeah uh And so uh, I think that, you know, probably a first importance in the larger picture is how does the pastor include in his teaching, uh, leading, his example-type ministry uh, that uh, there's an emphasis to be placed on, uh, you know, good corporate life together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we always got to have three points, right? Yeah. So (laughs) second second point, (laughs) Uh, you know, in the church political environment, on one hand, uh the pastor you know to be to live through it and to come out of it perhaps not unscathed mm-hmm. uh, but to come out of it wiser and knowing how to go forward, uh the Pastor does have to deeply enter into uh the sacrificial way of christ yeah uh, and you know we see the pictures of Christ uh not defending himself, mm-hmm. not speaking up for himself, yeah. not calling the legions of angels from heaven to to intervene. Uh, And so on one hand, you know, the normal human reaction uh, for the pastor when there's politics going on is to get in there and and make it right. Uh, And it's difficult to to suffer through that. Uh, You know, I can remember a situation where we had to discipline, uh, well, we had to let go a ministry worker in the church and because of the nature of the incident, uh, which, which involved some uh, sexual inappropriateness, uh, we were not at liberty to say anything yeah, you can't. about what was, what was going not, on. can't
2: you know, come up on no. Sunday morning, oh, we have no. an announcement. Yeah, no, yeah. no. It's and, a little, uh, yeah.
1: And I remember, you know, having to be there, sit there in a church business meeting and have several members, uh, significant members in the church, stand up in the meeting, uh, and at some length, in, in tones of anger, uh, mm-hmm. describe how I was a bad pastor and a bad leader. Uh, yeah, and uh, and yeah, I mean, how do you at that point, in some way, uh, accept the way of Jesus yeah. in, in, in personal suffering? The flip side to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, is that we're called to speak the truth in love. And that, again, can be a hard lesson to learn. I think mm-hmm. especially, well, in my own case as a younger pastor, I want everybody to like me, Who doesn't? (laughs) And so it's natural. You want to please people. You don't want to stir the waters. You don't want to cause problems. Uh, And even if you overemphasize the sacrificial way of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you end up keeping your mouth shut and doing nothing, Mm -hmm. when in fact what you really need to do, uh, of course, first, personally, privately, you go and you sit with the other person, you look them in the eye, And you tell them exactly what you believe is going on. Yeah. And you call the Mm shock. And that is, uh, at least in my own life, I mean, I had to learn to do that. It was not natural for me to do that with another person, especially somebody of of significance. Yeah. Who was really stirring the pot in the church. Uh, And to do it not in a way of anger or a way of, of, you know, because really at that point, the person is your enemy. Yeah. And, and it's normal to want to smack your enemy. Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you, in, in a way of love, yeah. be honest and just say, look, this is what I see is going on. Because a lot of times, you know, inappropriate political activity uh, hides behind a veil of, of deception mm-hmm. and even lies.
2: Yeah.
0: And you kind of want to root that out, oh, just break it down. Y- you have to. Yeah. You have to
1: speak the truth, and you have to trust that in speaking the truth, the Holy Spirit will bear witness to that mm-hmm. and will bring about conviction in the lives of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the final, the final thing, uh, you know, uh, again, for the pastor, is, is sticking close, really close, with, with your key leaders in the church. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't be putting yourself out on a limb, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in a, in a situation that is fraught with disturbance and emotion within the life of the church. Uh, you get out on a limb and there's a pretty good chance you're going to get crucified (laughs) and you don't need to be right. You need to stick close to your your key leadership team. You need to be in agreement. Uh, Again, sometimes that means the pastor has to swallow hard Mm. and uh, not necessarily get his own way. Mm. Uh, But that when you get up and speak, you're speaking on on behalf of the leadership of the church and they've got your back.
0: Yeah. And if you're not connecting with those leaders and if, you're not speaking with them, spend time in, with them, and you try to keep them at a distance, and then well, something goes wrong. Well, what are you going to do? They don't know what's going on. You haven't communicated with them.
1: No, and, and in church life, this doesn't get quite complicated. Yeah, I, I remember a situation where we had a, uh, a personnel committee, mm-hmm. and the people on the personnel committee, they were not on the church council, mm. uh, and the people on the personnel committee were long-standing people in the church. And some of the people on the personnel committee were business people Mm. and money people. Mm. Uh, And they were very, very influential uh, in the life of this congregation. Uh, And it came about after I'd been around for a while that I found out uh, that they uh, had under their employ a church secretary uh, whom they had actually given instruction to. Oh, to no. watch the pastors and no, effectively to spy no on the pastors no <laughs> way <laughs> this was just a disaster oh my uh, goodness and so on one hand i mean these people were it's like uh
0: it's like spy uh, yeah yeah it's i like mean they they were leg- legitimate
1: legitimate leaders in the church yeah but they were carrying out an activity which you know i deemed to be highly inappropriate unbelievable uh, oh there's all kinds of unbelievable things. Yeah. How,
0: how, <laughs> would have, how would have that worked out in Acts? So a group of finance people in the early church have hired someone. Check on those apostles. Let's oh, yeah. See what they're up to. Yeah. yeah we don't know. If they're <laughs> <to> doing a <laughs> weekly report. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah. So even within, uh, you know, within the legitimate political structure, you can have mm-hmm. challenging, difficult, appropriate wow. stuff going on. And so again, you know, the pastor needs a lot of wisdom to not get into, you know, me against them and find a way to get things on the table, bring things out in the open and have the legitimate structures deal with.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <is>
0: crazy stories. <laughs> you, you've seen a few things. A few things. Um, any, anything else? Any last words? Uh, there's a bunch of pastors in this class that I'm giving this presentation um, right. most of them I uh, have not been lead pastors I think I might even be the only one yeah. any tips for them last words
1: I think you know to be gentle on yourself and and to recognize that uh it's it's very easy in the complexities of evangelical church life to get in over your head and and for the political situation, even if it's inappropriate, even if people are, are, are lying and deceiving, uh, that it, it just simply gets beyond you.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, it, you know, no pastor should just pick up and walk away. But sometimes, you know, there is a calling of Christ to go elsewhere. Yeah. Right? And and there is sometimes even, he moves well, even for, in the biblical story, right? Shake yeah. off the dust of your feet. And, yeah. You don't need to do that in anger. You don't need to do that in a hurried, yeah. inappropriate way. Uh, but to recognize, you know, sometimes. Time's up. Uh, t- yeah, time's up. And it's not that it isn't a good church. It isn't the ministry's good. But there are, are human dynamics going on in here that are just beyond me. And And I don't need to invest. Too much of the rest of my life in this situation
0: yeah and there might be another
1: congregation
0: elsewhere of course that there's going to be a good fit of course of and, course uh, yeah and very
1: often for the pastor you're taking all of that stuff home to your family if yeah, you have a family point. at home and there's only so much of that you can do
0: yeah would you say to uh family first ministry is your first ministry it would you oh, say that your family is your first ministry
1: well, I'll tell you, if Carol, my wife, was here, oh. and I said that, <laughs> yeah, she might call me a liar. Oh, okay,
0: okay, I will. We'll forget about that question.
1: Should family be but, our first but, ministry? I mean, I, you know, I've been very fortunate to uh, to be married to the same woman mm-hmm. uh, for forty six years, mm-hmm. we love each other dearly, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we, we became girlfriend and boyfriend when we were in our teen years mm-hmm. uh, within a church context. And I think I've said this to you before, yeah. you know, I mean, I really do. When I think back at some of the critical junctures in my ministry life, okay. and particularly times perhaps where I didn't know what to do, uh, or maybe I was overwhelmed uh, with the politics of it all. Uh, and I really regard that, that Christ spoke to me through mm-hmm. my wife oh wow that you know what she had to say to me was the word that i needed to hear and i to to embrace wow so that puts family first
2: yeah for (laughs) sure
1: yeah
0: well thank you so much you're welcome i appreciate it enjoyed it right on (laughs) that's that okay